Welcome to episode 146 of the GSD Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Jules Institoya. Running a successful business never comes without its challenges, but it also includes a lot of highs. In this GSD Entrepreneur Podcast, we explore both. We dive into what it looks like when the entrepreneurs are committed to getting done. These are people who are pursuing their dreams, so we dig deep to understand how they are doing it. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. This episode is part two of a three-part series that we recorded in Sea Island, Georgia at the lovely Cloister for the Southern Coterie, also known as the Southern Sea, which is a summit for 300 businesswomen. We thought it'd be fun and inspiring to set up our mic on location and talk with a few of the business owners in attendance to hear about their businesses, but also to hear about their experience at the summit. This second episode includes the inspiring Leanne Bowerly, founder of Leanne Barnes Handbags and Accessories, and brilliant writer Andrea Tomey, author of Walland, Seeds of Intention, and House of Belonging. We hope you enjoy this episode. All right, GSD Entrepreneur listeners, thank you for hitting play on us once again. We're really excited. So last episode, we came to you from the Southern Sea, this women's summit uh, that we have been at, and we had two guests from that. This episode's the same, two more guests, and then the next episode is going to be yet another um, kind of dual guest yeah. episode for They're you. Not just guests. They're like powerhouse, get shit done women. This is true. And so we wanted to tell their story. Uh, we either love their product or love them or both, actually both. So on this episode um, this morning, we have Leanne Bowerly, and she is the founder of Leanne Barnes Handbags and Accessories. Accessories, And these are really cool. Oh, man. So we met her the very first night, and she was doing a little pop-up, and her handbags are amazing. Yeah. They, so functional and, and um, versatile. Yeah, yeah. But I think, too, like, what, for me, a product is a product, and that's great. But the person behind the product is actually, mm-hmm. and for some reason, Leanne, you just made a huge impression. So, I mean, I think you're really beautiful, number one. <laughs> but um, you're very professional looking, and, uh, and you just represent your line very well. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. So. Oh, well, thank you guys so much. I can't believe that we're here at the Southern Sea Summit. I yeah. mean, it's been a phenomenal three days, whirlwind. Yep. And meeting you guys the first night um, was just kind of magical. I think mm. that night was magical. Mm, All the women kind of coming in and, and getting together um, and having it at Cloth and Label, um, who is another powerhouse. Um, Valerie she is. Bray, Valerie who owns is. it. Yep. She just really embraces people. And I love what she loves most about our collection. Um, well, well, I am a handbag designer. I think my heart really is with um, our VIP survivor program that mm-hmm. creates jobs for survivors of domestic violence mm-hmm. here in Georgia and in California. And we have, yeah, game-changing accessories that mm-hmm. literally I'm a big believer in uh, less is more. I want my items to do more for me, offer more for me. So we have these cute little leather ponytail cuffs that, um, that look like a on. bracelet on, mm-hmm. but then you can like rock it in your hair. And you know that when you're wearing it, you're helping a woman in need take a step forward and get ahead. Mm. And that's really where I began this brand was, you know what, I was in a really bad place Mm. and I needed to um, fill my heart with hope and joy. Mm. And I had read this awesome book that said, you know, if you're 
if you're if you're down um, and you need help, you should really be looking at your God-given gift talents. And if you use them, it will refuel your heart with hope and joy. And I was like, what? Really? Like, I mean, I could <laughs> use that. that possible? Like, I mean, and wait, yeah, I am walking around on empty. Like, I just feel like mm. I, I, you know, and, I, and I'm a giver, and I still am a giver. But yeah. I think as women, we a lot of times we don't realize refueling ourselves isn't like necessarily going to the spa. I mean, that's great. Yeah. I, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Like, I'd love to go to spa. Yeah. I'd love to have a full massage. I'd love to come to the Southern Summit, you know, every three days. Mm-hmm. But I mean, our budgets were tight. But you can do this kind of god-given gifts treasure hunt and that's kind of how um i took it upon myself to do it that was like wait so what are my talents and Mm -hmm. it had said if you believe in good and evil evil would never want your gifts to shine and Mm -hmm. i was like oh my gosh so like that's my grandma was right you know that mean girl in high school (laughs) she really didn't like me and i was gifted in that part so i I looked Mm -hmm. at areas where i'd been discouraged and abused and um two of those areas were from my ex-husband uh that he really um, had ridiculed me and shamed me so much on arts and crafts or like anything creative. He would deem it, what is that, more arts and crafts and mm. why are you wasting your time? And I was so far from my creative side that on this treasure hunt to find my talent, to refuel my heart with hope and joy, I hired my graphic designer to um, help me. Because <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like when you get married, if you don't keep on trying that wedding dress, it's not gonna fit you in 20 okay. years. So <laughs> if you are like, you haven't been using your talents, mm-hmm. um, that drawing or sketching, like you might be far from it. So, so you have an art background. I don't, but I had a passion as a little girl. Mm-hmm. And like, I think mm-hmm. that's where the beauty of children mm-hmm. is like they just have an innate sense of what they love. And I think as we get older, we get told, oh, no, you can't do this. Oh, you can't do that. You can't do this. And and it may be, you know, some of it is for protection. I mean, yeah, like, right. oh, you need to do this. It's going to help you have a better career. But some of that innocence of play, we lose. And we yeah. lose ourselves in that. Mm-hmm. And so on this, you know, two-day, which ended up turning into like a week of play dates with God, I kind of call it, mm-hmm. um, I was like, gosh, it's like I, I started sketching and drawing and, and just like dreaming again of like, what would it be like? Okay, God, what do I want to do today? So fast forward. You know, How long ago week, was this? This was about 12 years ago was okay. the, the, little, the little journey. Yeah. And um, I tried to, you know, just was like, gosh, if you could have a company where women got to have their strengths extolled and like mm-hmm. literally that's what they did versus I always thought oh I should work harder on my weaknesses not on my strengths um, mm-hmm. and I'm like it'd be so cool to have a company where women's strengths were like the beacon and I that's like Sarah here mm-hmm. um, who works with us as our brand ambassador she has such an awesome strength of like you know her vision and, and how she's able to capture people's um, I kind of feel like she is a great lens mm-hmm. to like kind of see other people's strengths and how she brings it to life and I love how she believes in our brand and her God-given gifts and mm-hmm. um, and it's all about collaborating with women um, so anyway that's kind of where it began of this treasure hunt um, of playing mm-hmm. um, so now fast forward 12 years later to have a company that literally creates jobs for women in need and um sorry they're rolling they're rolling tables this is what we get when we go live on location (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right sorry about that um that um my products are all about 
kind of play. Like mm. they convert and play and I want you to like create and I want you to be that little girl inside. So our game changer bags um, are fantastic because like literally they can take you to any of your rock concerts, any of your stadium events and you can do the clear bag policy. Um, you just, but what's cool about our bags is you can style them. So we have mm -hmm. cheetah covers for them or snakes print or genuine python or quilted leather. and to be featured right now in Neiman's and getting ready to drop ship with Neiman Marcus. I mean, who would have thought, you know, 12 years ago when I felt like I was worthless, I've discarded, I was going through a, a horrendous divorce. I never would have thought that I was going to have a line of handbags and accessories that were going to create jobs for women in need here in the U.S. and abroad. Mm. Um, but it just took one step mm -hmm. and it just took one step to like, figure out who I am and what what really resonates with my soul. And I think as women, we need to do that. We need to take that time because it is refueling your heart. And then you're able to give more because yep. you're, value, you're valuing yourself. But I don't think, I didn't value myself. I was great at, at seeking other people's approval mm. um, and serving them. But mm. I didn't understand that, gosh, you know what? God gave me this unique ability and I can play with it and I can enjoy it um, and let's see where it goes. Yeah. Well, and that's the point, right? God has given all of us that. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of times it gets hidden mm -hmm. or we hide it or other people hide it. And then we don't live our full lives. Mm -hmm. um, I love your story. I love it. It's such a, a, a beauty from ashes kind of story mm -hmm. uh, where you were, it sounds like you were at rock bottom. And, but you didn't stay there. You said, absolutely not. I'm going to figure this out mm -hmm. because I know I'm worth more than that. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's a, it, it's a journey, right, to get you there. So, so why handbags? Like yep. why the I products that I mean, you that's have? like the biggest question I think I've had. I'm like, I was never a handbag girl. I was like a one-bag girl. Yeah. Um, needed to like work for, for meetings and for um, corporate executive events and things that I would buy a good bag that would have a good return on investment. I didn't realize how much women love handbags. Mm -hmm. um, so the first bag I designed was for someone that was, I was had a background in marketing and PR and did uh, shopping center and retail events um, across the country. You did? I did. So that was your so previous So that was my previous life. job yeah. and I worked with um, Simon Malls and Craftco Simon Malls and did all of their marketing and like if we had in Marie Claire Magazine or Vogue or MTV, I would help coordinate their fashion shows across the country and oh. um, and do activations, I guess is what we call them now, but back then it was probably, you know, just events, mm -hmm. um, but activations with sponsorships and, and things of that sort to drive traffic to your shopping center and destinations. So that was my background and I love doing PR and marketing for my clients, um, but the bag came from um, on that little treasure hunt was I was listening to my heart and I had um, booked myself on Fox Good Day Philadelphia um, because that was another area where I had been um, criticized on that oh you, why are you doing you know, live television you're not getting paid anymore you're supposed to get your clients on TV so I stopped doing it but I think just like a podcast what we're doing right now you're kind of like it's like rolling the dice it's like sink or swim you kind of get a high when mm -hmm. you're like when you're pushing yourself out front. Yep. So anyway, I did a, um, a Fox Good Day Philadelphia segment. It was the holiday time period when I was doing this God Giving Gifts talent uh, treasure hunt. And I uh, featured how to personalize your Christmas gifts um, 
in one fell swoop without ever stepping foot into a shopping center other than just go to Target and shop the very front of the store or go to your supermarket and shop the front of the store mm. um, and buy the gift cards but then package the gift cards in a unique way and in that packaging that gift card in a unique way I featured a dollar clutch from Target that was cute and nice and it was all about personalization of like for that for that person that you were um, buying a Christmas present for. So I featured that on, t on the show and I then went to return the items to Target and there were 15 um, $1 satin clutches. And you know how you have these dreams of like, oh, I'd love to give people matching presents. Well, I had 15 uh, female cousins and sisters that for years I wanted to give them matching presents, hmm. but I could never afford to give them mm -hmm. something that would be nice. And but here I've been doing that week of like this treasure hunt and going, well, my heart would love to do that. And there were $15 satin clutches. And then in that dollar section, there was a dollar necklace. And I was like, oh, that could be the handle for the bag. And oh, there was like a oh, dollar no headband. And it's lit on the, on the, on the, just the, the satin clutch was literally like a flap envelope satin clutch. And I was like, oh my gosh, like my, I can, I can give these gifts, you know, to my cousins and sisters that, um, it literally cost me $10 per piece. <laughs> so I spent $150 on 15 gifts and I called it the, the cut, the, um, clutchin cause, cause they're dynamic, cause they should broach their adventures and it included a brooch cause if they had a bad hair day, they should wear the headband. And I like, shipped it off because I didn't get to spend time with them. I was living in Philadelphia at the time and most of my family lived in California. So here was this little transformer clutch that I was like, oh my gosh, because we're all little girls inside. And on Christmas mm -hmm. day, we want to open up something to play. So I was mm -hmm. like, oh, they'll know I'm thinking of them and yeah. um, they'll get to play. <laughs> so they opened it up and they're like, oh my gosh, you're doing handbags? I'm like, no, you guys. Like, it's a, I just figured <laughs> it's a gag gift. You know, you'll just use the, uh, the, the satin clutch. The other stuff is just tchotchke. But it's fun. Yeah. So then a year later, when you're thinking of a transformer clutch, I'm like, gosh, what would that look like? Because I, like I said, was a, a one bag person. And I always bought the sensible. I never bought the wow. Because mm -hmm. I kind of wanted just to blend in. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, gosh, if you could have like that hot pink with a black. So I designed this reversible clutch that, um, in my head and that you could have a wow side and then a sensible side. So when you were traveling for work or a mom oh, on the go, so you would put this little kind of clutch in your big tote and then when you'd go to lunch, you could grab it out. So that's kind of where hmm. the convertible line began. Um, but then fast forward to, I guess probably, was it 20? When was the clear bag policy put into effect? It's been a couple of years. So yeah, 2015 so, or 16 yeah, or something. Yeah, probably three or four years. Yeah. So I guess we started, I guess probably about three years ago, mm -hmm. beta trialing the clear bag with a cover. and um, But having that convertible background of like changing your straps from gold to silver mm. or guitar straps or like how does a woman want to change her bag? It did help, I think, in designing what we have today. And I think there is now a need. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm all about convertible things. Like, I like things that do a two-in-one. Mm -hmm. Just like, I, you know, I love your brand of, of, mm. of your, your chairs. That, um, But now, with a clear bag, I mean, women, I, I agree with, you know, going through security and that, yes, you need to, like, have a secure stadium. Mm -hmm. But I don't agree with women carrying a clear bag the entire night um, and being a target for pickpocketing mm -hmm. or just having yeah. all of their items and, exposed. Yeah, like it's exactly. not really fair to women. And I mm -hmm. feel like that's another thing that 
sometimes we accept as women, and I, and I don't want to get on some like huge soapbox where we need to change, but mm. like we accept like the the protocol that okay, yeah, well, we'll just that's a new rule, yeah. we'll just, we'll carry it. But you but, you, but you think about this: how many women in our society have gone into a stadium and shot people up or carried guns? Yeah. Or, it's not women, it's the men, so men should wear see-through pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, don't do that. No, no, they no, would no, love no. to. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't think we want to go there. Never they would, I mean, that would be their dream come true. Like, I mean, we know where that would go. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I just had a visual. But the thing is, it's funny that we're the target, yeah. that we're having to change our lives yeah. and what we want to accessorize with. Yeah, I'm not interested in carrying a see-through bag. I'm just not interested in it. So that's why I think you're, when we walked up to you in Cloth and Label and Heather Adams was buying one Mm -hmm. and just raving about it, I mean, she sort of drew a little bit of a crowd, us, and and she kind of was demoing it for us, which is the best, right? When other people demo Mm -hmm. and love your products. Uh, But she just said this thing is, it's a game changer. Mm -hmm. I mean, because it's a super cute clutch that when you go into the stadium, you just take off the cover, you go into the stadium, you put it back on, you know, which yeah. is just, it's just brilliant because you don't have to lose the design, like, aesthetics of it, um, but you still are, are following the rules. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. So you get to show your style how you want to show it and when you want to yeah. show it. If you want to carry a clear bag, I'm all for it. Yeah. But if you don't feel like it, then don't. Right. Um, right. And so, and that's what has been interesting, like, going through the patenting process because now we have... Um, we're going for our utility patent on the clear bag on putting a protective barrier. So, mm-hmm. like the cover is essentially a protective barrier for right. your clear bag. It can be either a, a, uh, an interior barrier or an exterior barrier. So, that's where we're securing a utility awesome. patent on. And we did the same thing with the little hair ties that you can like do the top knot cinch and mm-hmm. um, and have them. It's a tension-based system. So, I think that's something else. Like I would never have known. I didn't think I was going to be an inventor, but you know, when you start to play as like mm-hmm. you did when you were a child, your mind, you know, can wander and you can invent and you can mm. be creative and you can dream. And I think, you know, yeah, some people have those strengths. Other people have the strengths of like the organization, which that's so not me. I wish I could, but I kind of like a leather mess everywhere I go. Like the whole place <laughs> is a bomb of things everywhere. Um, so, you know, and that's the other thing you but can't really But that's why compare. you bring on people like yes. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I do my best to keep the, the machine well-oiled. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I love your story. I love everything about it. And, I mean, you are an inventor because you, you saw a need and you created a solution. And I think that's the true heart of an inventor is... And, and I do this, and I have a book of inventions yeah. um, because I'm like, oh, what about this, and how can we make it better? Right. And it's typically around just fu- functional stuff that we already we already use, mm-hmm. but it's not functional enough. Or how can and it's just like our our five-in-one product is like all of a sudden we were able to take one product and turn it into five different things. It saves storage. It saves, you know, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so to to be able to create solutions to problems we may not even know we already have, right? Um, or other people, but you're creating those solutions. So it's really fun to to be around like-minded people and know that you're. I mean, I'm looking forward to the next thing you come out with. 
creating solutions, but also helping women who, Yes, I, I mean, mean, it's such a dual purpose that you're doing with this, where you're helping women who are at rock bottom, which is just awesome. So are they making the products? So right now, um, well, the VIP Survivor little hair ties and earrings and mini mighty wallets, they're all made by women here in the U.S., um, survivors here with my leftover leathers. But um, the goal is that um, we'll have them making even more products that will be in stadium colors and fan-based. If we can make this game-changer bag take off, we want to be in every you know, collegiate stadium mm -hmm. and having all this fan-based um accessory line, but what's cool about where the bags are made right now is I have a team of 100 women in training in India mm. um, that were denied education at age 13, and um, they're working um, in, the, in our workroom that um, they're ages 18 to 24 primarily, mm. and they're dynamic. I mean, mm. it is such a cool atmosphere, um, and to work with them that, you know, here I went over thinking, oh, I can help them and work with this factory and mm. helping them build this handbag. Uh, manufacturing handbag um, uh, workroom and manufacturing because the company I'm working with they're known for doing gloves and some clothing but they hadn't they didn't really have a handbag division um, but what I've learned from going to India so many times is you know what they're so because they don't have anything relationships matter so much more yeah. and I think it's dynamic to see um, how they work and how appreciative they are and then it's contagious and I took an intern over to India with me this summer because I wanted an 18 to 24 year old to see mm -hmm. what life is there versus what life is here and like wow. that my product is really targeting 18 to 24 that here these women are the same age and have mm -hmm. nothing but my sorority girl who I adore and love and that she's like doing philanthropy and she's going to be the next business CEO and mm. these college girls are going to change the world and I'm super excited but yeah. I want them to see how they can change it and how they can help other women and um, I had taken Charlotte Knight over and she just wrote an essay um, she's a high school senior I took her over to India and she wrote this awesome essay mm. for her um, college applications that talked about that there's a commodity that they have there that's um, kind of in um, rare supply here, and, or it's mm -hmm. scarce. There's scarcity here with with the commodity, and the commodity the commodity was a smile, mm. and that how the smile is totally transformative. Of just that mm. smile can disarm, it can engage, and that as a society here, we're looking at our phones, wow. mm. um, we're not making eye contact, and we're not even smiling, yeah. and that she noticed that, like, I was like, okay, That's cool. Yes. Like, I, she wants to be um, a business tycoon, and she's going to, and she has a heart of gold. Hmm. But, like, as a, you know, as, as women, we need to show yeah. women of all ages, and that's kind of where my line, while we have survivors of domestic violence, I really like to involve high school and college interns into the program because their design aesthetic and what they want in life and mm -hmm. where they want to make a difference is probably far greater than anything I can make. So if mm -hmm. I can kind of create maybe the beginning part of a legacy, but they can like take it, yeah. I want them to run mm -hmm. with it. And just like having Sarah here, um, which Sarah hasn't gotten to talk much, but she just has such a great vision yeah. of of how to how to bring things to life and she can see things differently and I don't even I don't think she understands her power yet of how she's going to transform that world but you know we, it's a step one yep. step yep well ah, there's so much that I love about what you're saying because it what what I just heard you say is that I don't see 
people having more value than anybody else. So you can be 18 and have just as much value as somebody who's 58 and has all kinds of life experience, but it doesn't change your value, you know? And so you see people at their core and the value that they bring. And it's the journey that you had to go on that you now offer that as a gift to these people without even realizing they have to go on that journey too. But you walk them on that, mm -hmm. which is just really cool. You know, it's funny that, it's not funny that you just said that, but thank you for saying that because I, I, did, I didn't share that the other part of what had put me on this journey um, and where my heart truly is is that in college, um, went to UCLA and um, I was sexually assaulted hmm. and I didn't get counseling. Hmm. And I think, and it robbed me of a lot of those gifts from the beginning. Hmm. I didn't know a robbery took place hmm. of my value and worth. Hmm. And that's where I don't want young girls to be robbed of that. Um, and that this journey of this handbag line and accessories, I mean, gosh, it's kind of, it's, it's a fun way for me to get to relive my youth. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not 90, but like right. but relive that passion and joy mm -hmm. um, with my interns and see the see it through their eyes when they can see all the opportunities, yep. hopefully. And, um, and if they have endured something, how to help them make sure that mm -hmm. they take care of themselves and get the help that they need to get so that they are protected later on mm -hmm. um, and that they can do that journey because I want them to be I want them to be incredibly powerful and, and make a difference. Yeah. But you're using your clutches and your line to connect with these women. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that, that is a perfect connection because they want to be, the women you're impacting want to be in, you know, they want to have the nicer things, I, I would think. Mm -hmm. um, but giving them, making that connection with them is a beautiful connection. Mm -hmm. It is. Sarah, what's it like to work for this company? You know, it's really interesting. Um, this is unlike any other work environment that I've been a part of because, I mean, just like Leanne has been saying, it's unique in the fact that um, myself and some of the other interns were placed in a work environment where we get to celebrate our strengths, mm -hmm. and she places you in a position to do work um, on the things that you're really good at. And while um, I there are days when she asks me to do something and I'm not quite sure how to do it and I have to Google around and kind of figure <laughs> it out and get a little scrappy. Um, for the most part, I'm doing a job where I'm, I'm doing things day to day that I'm really good at and hmm. she continually reminds me that I'm really good at those things. And what a confidence booster, especially for girls who are still in high school or college and they're just kind of finding their way and really trying to figure out where they want to go in this world. Mm. Um, a lot of workplaces um, just kind of put you in a position and say, mm -hmm. this is your job description, do it well. Whereas um, with Leanne Barnes, you, are, you have your job description and you know what your role is, but you're playing up your strengths and we can all kind of work together to make um, this really great brand function and do amazing things. Mm. What does a day in the work life look like for you? Well, you know, that's the other thing that's really enjoyable is I don't think that two days ever look the same. Uh -huh. um, 
we are fortunate to be able to work in a really cozy environment. Typically, I get to go over to Leanne's house and we sit by the fire a lot. Um, and we sit on the couch and get comfy and really crank things out. Mm. But, um, you know, a typical day is probably starting with emails and just kind of going through and getting um, the need to do things done first. Um, and then there's always time carved out to be really creative and mm. dive in and do some creative research and see what other brands are doing and just kind of like open up that creative headspace. Mm. I think a lot of times we get so stuck in the to-do list instead of allowing space for ourselves to really imagine and think big and you know do these game-changing things and think mm. about okay what could we do next that would really impact other women and ultimately change the world. God, the experience that you're getting. I know you're like in the weeds of it, but I just want to highlight for you that the experience you're getting for the future is amazing. So what a gift you're giving her, Lee. That's awesome. And the other interns. I love it. Um, We need to wrap this up, but what's a takeaway that y'all have gotten from the Southern Sea? Has it been beneficial to you? Um, Would you recommend other people to come? Oh, I would recommend. I mean, the takeaway is everyone needs to come. If you can save money, I'm definitely going to save money in our budget to like, you know, to come back next year. Um, it's worth it just from the, the uh, connections and the collaborations with the women mm-hmm. you meet here. Um, it's unlike any other female group I've ever been in. Um, but I think the takeaway that I've taken is that you need to share your story and your voice. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been a hard thing um, to do, but I'm super thankful for to you guys for allowing me to. This is my first podcast, and it's the first time that that I have. I think probably shared our story or kind of what you know verbally, and it just to sit and go. This is what I want. This is what I think. I mean, Sarah hears it, but like I think, how do we construct it? How do we do that? And having women like you help hmm. us share that story, and then also refine it. Um, and encourage is is great. So that connect, collaborate, and what's the third C? Was there create each other's create, trilogies or create? Yeah. Connect, <laughs> I don't know. It's a lot of C's. <laughs> yeah. I think you're. I think we've hit on yeah. all of them yes. though, for sure. Sarah, any big takeaway for you? Yeah, I think it was really cool to see um, other women here who have these businesses that we really admire and we just look at them and we're like, oh, I bet their day is smooth as butter and they just go into work, (laughs) they get their job done and they go home at five o'clock and they enjoy the rest of their evening. And it's just not always like like that. that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And sometimes I think from the outside, you look at this business and it looks picture perfect from Mm -hmm. the outside. And, you know, it's not always like that. It's a grind, and I think the biggest thing I took away is that's okay, mm. and that we're all so capable, and especially as women, I mean, um, there are so many women here, pregnant or with children, and talking about being up at midnight, writing a book while breastfeeding, and I'm like, guys, we're so cool. Like, <laughs> we are so capable, yeah. and so I, I think just the fact that it's not always a pretty picture, but it really is a beautiful result if you can see stick to it mm-hmm. and really work through the challenges it, you're going to come out beautiful on the other side nice. you're going places i know you're going places i know well said yes. both you. of you uh, what a pleasure to meet you what a pleasure to get you on this show and um we just cannot wait to follow your success mm-hmm. and to see you in all the stadiums yes. across the u.s so thank you leanne oh, thank, thank you. you sarah thank you yeah. 
Okay, like we promised, we have a second guest for you who is, you're gonna love, you're gonna love Andrea. Before this conference, she was one of the people that I ended up Googling her name because I was like, well, that's really cool. Like there's an author. And then I Googled her and I was like, whoa, she's written three books, which is really cool. And they've won some awards, which is really awesome. And so I thought, man, I hope we get to meet her. And here we are. And we have you yeah, on the podcast. And we got to meet you the very first day. And you were in our workshop. Yep. And you, I, for some reason, I was just like drawn to you. I had no idea who you were. I felt the same way. And yeah. I, I instantly thought, oh, I love them. Yeah. <laughs> and That's we've fun. never had a writer we on have our it. podcast. Really? I like first. Really? Done. Mm-hmm. Well, Lydia was on our podcast for a very short blip. Finette. Oh, but not GSD. No, um, no, but yeah, but we've never had someone like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're you're the first. <laughs> I'm honored. Yeah. Well, we're honored that you would say yes and get on this. So, anyway, so we meet, meet you here at the Southern Sea, and we'll talk about that a little bit and kind of what your experience has been with that. But let's dive into you. Take us back. Like, where'd you grow up? How'd you get into writing? Have you always done that? Um, I've always been in. I've always been a talker, wordy. My mom was a poet. My mom was a self-published poet 22 years ago now. And back before, the self-publishing back then was not easy. I mean, I remember her carrying boxes of books to borders and, you know, hawking her wares. You know, you really had to sell yourself back in that day. But, and and actually that's why I chose to self-publish. I really hybrid published um, my first series, the three books. Um, because I really wanted to learn a publishing from the inside out. I hmm. wanted to know everything about it before I signed with a big publishing company and, you know, gave all my power away. Really. So, what, so for our listeners, can yes. I dive into that to say, what is the difference in what is self-publishing compared to, like, whatever else you do? Well, so it, it kind of... I really didn't know. I had no plan. My mom passed away in 2014, and I'd, I'd always known I wanted to write something. Mm. I didn't know what it was. I had no plan for my first book, which is called Walland. Speaking of, there's yeah, Lydia. Speaking of Lydia Finette. Yeah. We just mentioned you on the podcast. No, no, that's all right. <laughs> so uh, this is what happens when you're in a fun lobby with mm. a bunch of women. You want to say goodbye to them. It was that's like camp exactly this weekend. Right. Um, anyway, so Wallen, my first book, I sat down and it was truly a stream of consciousness project. I had no outline to write this book. I just started writing. So that's kind of what happened. I finished it on my mom's birthday, which I didn't realize. So kind of a cool moment. Oh, March 31st wow. of 2016, I finished it. Didn't know it was her. Didn't realize wow. I was going toward that. So it's a sign for me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm big on signs. But so I finished, and then I was like, well, I think I just wrote a book. Well, now what do I do? So I Googled <laughs> what, you know, how to publish, and, and then I started looking at the differences between self-publishing and on. So the difference is you have creative control over all of your content. Mm. I photograph all my covers. These are all my pictures. And wow. so oh, they wow. wouldn't allow you to do that in traditional publishing. They are they don't even let you choose the cover. They do everything. Oh. So I wanted creative I guess I'm type A is what I'm saying yeah. to you. You took that picture? <laughs> I did. I did. And this is at that is in Walland at this little resort that we've been to many, many times. Oh Walland, Tennessee. Oh my gosh. So it kinda got you know, pegged as Southern fiction because it's set in Tennessee. And so that was my first connection with the South other than growing up in West Virginia was I the, experienced the Southern Independent Booksellers Alliance, they call themselves. Hmm. It's all the independent bookstores in the South, and they are such a community. It's sort of like this community of women that you experienced this weekend, right? Where they're just supportive of each other. I traveled all over the South promoting this book. And then my second book, um, 
I just I, w I wasn't sure this was going to be a series. So this was so Wallen was Wallen was first in 2016, 2016. Came out in August. And then you just immediately started writing. I'd already started writing something else, and my girlfriends all said, "Oh no, no, you need to continue this story." Um, whether or not it's the two main characters, their names are Wyatt and India. And uh, I said, no, I feel like I kind of told their love story, but there was a very minor character in this book, and I thought, his story's interesting. Like, I kind of knew. It was like a little seed was planted. Mm -hmm. huh. So then I started Seeds, Seeds of, of attention. attention. And he's an heirloom farmer, and I kind of told his story. And then I took a minor character from this book and, and kind of brought it all together in the third one, ah. which is House of Belonging. So that was, it was 2016, 17, and 18. It was boom, boom, boom. So what are you doing for a career <laughs> while, <question>. you're, <laughs> while you're writing? Or, I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe this was your career. I this, don't know. I mean, This I, is it. It was putting a lot, just everything I had into this because also self-publishing, you know, in the beginning I was doing a lot of publicity myself. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, I was schlepping books. I really wanted to experience what my mom did. I think that was mm -hmm. part of my pilgrimage through her, through grieving, you know, mm -hmm. grieving her. Yeah. So, yeah. and it really helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. It was very cathartic. Um, but yeah, one, and then once I was doing book tours and traveling all over, and it was so much fun, but also writing at the same time, and the writing for me is the sweet spot. Mm. Like, that's why I do it. it it's, it's a high. It's mm. a rush. It yeah. makes me feel good to put words on paper. So I have this vision of, like, writers, true writers, yeah. where they go away to this little cabin. Maybe it's like mm. the movie Misery. <laughs> Except without the Except without being Misery. tied up part. <laughs> Yeah, right. Your yeah. legs are hammered. Yes. Right. Although Stephen King, what a genius. Yeah, Stephen King is an absolute genius. His book on writing, I don't read any of his other books because they're too scary for me. Yeah. yeah. But his book on writing, um, the process is amazing. Yeah. And he's hilarious, of course. Yeah. If you follow him on Twitter, oh my God. But he's um, he's been an inspiration to me. Just yeah. in how to approach the craft, like making oh. it your job. Wow. Doing it every day. And, that's what, and so that's what you did. Every day, yeah. Did but, you have like a certain number of... Like some writers say, I'm going to write. Word count? Yeah. Yeah. So I like to write a chapter a day. A chapter and that's, a day. It's ambitious, but that my chapters ambitious. are shorter. I Because I write for women my age, and I write for moms who are tired at the end of the day. And when you're in a good book and you're like, oh, just one more chapter. Mm -hmm. I didn't want it to be 35 pages. Huh. I want it to be eight pages. Mm -hmm. You know, yes. where you could sneak one more in and then go to bed. Yeah. So, or and then, sneak and one, then more. one more. And then one more. And then one more. Right. Because then, <laughs> yes. then if you could read three more for the price of one. <laughs> yeah. There was a book. Was it um, the, the Crawdad Singing? What is that? Oh, book? Where the Crawdad Sing. Yeah. yeah. I stayed up till four o'clock in the morning to finish that book. It's I mean, it, it it's just, really yeah. you, you got into it because it was like real. It was, I, yeah. it was fiction, but nonfiction. I just read a book called The Storyteller's Secret um, by Sejal Badani, and it was the same way. It was really? about a woman who went back to India to learn about her family, and it was, I was, we were in Park City for um, vacation over Christmas, and mm. I was like, sorry kids, I can't, can't talk now. I was like curled <laughs> up with my book. I couldn't stop. I'll have to. That's, that's, it's such a nostalgic childhood thing to me, because I just remember getting a really good book. It was usually like the Hardy Boys or Nancy, Nancy Drew, Drew or something <laughs> like that. Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. So we're, and we're the same age, yes. obviously. Yes. Yeah. So getting a good book and going out into the hammock with a big glass of lemonade in the summertime and, or hiding in this little nook I had in my bedroom where I would just get lost yeah. in the story. And so there's just something about like the paper of a book. Mm -hmm. like, I can't get into the Kindle or the audiobooks or I, I've said I know the, the same value, thing. But yeah. I, I just love sometimes a good you book. need to though. Like yeah. sometimes if my husband's sleeping next to me and I'm like I'm not ready to go to I I have to do the pull out the paper white. You know, you have to do it. But yeah. because 
the, I don't know. I, but you're right. There's nothing like holding a book. Nope. Mm-hmm. And for me, even the feel of my books was important. Like, yeah. And they feel kind of they, velvety. They feel, yeah, exactly. I All of like, that is part of it for me. Huh. Yeah. Cool. So, okay, so t- where'd you grow up? Uh, Take us so back. I was born in Michigan. So both of my parents, my father was from Michigan. My mother came from Morgantown, West Virginia. Both of my parents were dirt poor as kids, um, came from big families. They met up when they were 14. They ended up being married for 48 years until my mom died. So oh, they had a really wow. beautiful mm-hmm. love story. Um, and then we um, moved from Michigan to West Virginia when I was young, and I spent a lot of my young years there. And then we moved to Cleveland, Ohio, which is where I went to high school. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm kind of a gypsy. Yeah. Then I married a gypsy who is a professional baseball player, and then we moved everywhere you could imagine, from Minnesota to Los Angeles to what, Philadelphia. What, where, where did he play? He played the, most of his career for the Cleveland Indians, mm-hmm. and he was just actually inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame oh, no in 2018. Nice. So that was amazing. Um, and y'all are still married? Still married, mm-hmm. 21 years and counting. What's his name? Jim Tomey. Tomey. Yeah. I knew the name Tomey. So yeah. when you said it, I yeah. was like, I know that name. Yeah. Huh. Seventh on the all-time home run list, but who's counting? Yeah. You are. <laughs> All no, of right, us. Right, right. <laughs> I'm proud. I'm proud. Yeah. Yes. And children? Uh, we have two kids. We have a 17-year-old daughter and a 12-year-old son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're so. the most interesting people I know. Yeah. Your, your, your children? Oh, yeah. My daughter is... Um, makes a great adult at 17 like she's always been an old soul she wants to be a um, she's not going to go to college she's going to go to culinary school to be a plant-based chef she's studying to get her yoga teacher training now so Hmm. that she doesn't have to work in a bar when she moves to california she can teach yoga because it's more in line with her values (laughs) yeah she says she's an amazing person yeah that's a old soul right there yeah and and how supportive are you oh well when she first said she didn't want to go to college my husband and i you know opened a bottle of wine and went okay <laughs> let's wrap our heads around this um we've been saving since she was born but you have to listen to your kid's spirit when and when she was brave enough to say i don't want to go to college you just have to kind of accept oh, wow. that and support so awesome. we're here to support that but she's going to culinary school so she's going to do something she's, she if i just said something that will educate you do something and the yoga's edu- i mean the yoga mm-hmm. is teaching her arguably more than culinary school yeah. though, about being present Absolutely. in everything she does, whatever it is. I mean, and that's the thing, and, and I, uh, we talk about this a lot on our podcast, is the education system. Oh. We're spending so much money for colleges yeah. where you're so in debt when yes. you get out of college, and then you're only making 30000 when you get out, yeah. and you can't pay off your debt. Right. Um, and so it feels like a really... A broke, trap. Uh, yeah, a is system a that's old and outdated. And they're, and they're making you take things that you're not interested in. Believe so you have me. to get your core classes. Yeah. And and so good for her for recognizing yeah. that. That's what I good say. Good for your your savings account because it's going to be a lot less to go to culinary school. <laughs> right. And I said, you know, do we want to make her, force her to go to college and have her fail and drop out yeah. after a year, and then we've wasted how much money? Right. And plus, then she's unhappy. Right. You know, you're not guaranteed any days on this earth, so she should be as happy. We should support her in that. Yeah. Good mama. So yeah, I try. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm not. I'm working at it. So did you have a career? prior to the author years ago so when my husband and I met my husband interviewing him I used to be a sports broadcaster oh no way back in the day <laughs> in awesome. Cleveland so I, yeah, I, know, I know I know I know so I was, I was um, kind of a tomboy growing up my dad and my brother who's my only sibling used to watch all the Detroit sports and Cleveland sports and so I just by osmosis learned it all and then I was in college one day in a um, the station manager came by from Toledo, NBC affiliate, and saw me doing sports for Bowling Green's little whatever <laughs> station. And he said, kid, I want to offer you a job. You know, I'll pay a hundred bucks to broadcast on the weekend to do all four of our... He called you kiddo? Our... He did. <laughs> I mean, I was a kiddo, arguing. although nowadays, you know, 
Yeah. Right. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> but back in 1993 or whatever it was, and he said, um, I'll pay you 400 bucks a weekend to do all four broadcasts. And I thought, oh my God, I'm rich. You just hit the yeah. job. I mean, I was making $20 last a week, so this was good news. And it was before I graduated, so I started just doing sports. And I hadn't really planned I was going to do news, mm. but my profession chose me. And so then I did sports, then I moved to Cleveland, which was kind of my dream market because it was where I knew everybody and everybody wants to go home and um, met Jim, opening hmm. day of 95, interviewing him. And um, yeah, we inst- it was hit it off right away. So you were attracted an- to each other? Right away. The rub was I was engaged to somebody else <laughs> and he was dating somebody else. This had never happened to me, but I felt it. Connect- and so for oh two months, gosh. he just was kind of very friendly every time I would come to the ballpark. And in that two-month span, I broke it off. I knew when I said yes that I meant no yeah. to the will you marry me. But anyway, this was the nudge I needed. So I broke it off. And then finally, like two months later, my phone rings on a Saturday afternoon. And he's like, oh, this is Jim Tomey. And the way he tells it, you know, he hit two home runs that day and was feeling pretty confident. <laughs> so he finally called. And he's like, do you want to meet me at, like, Applebee's for dinner or whatever? And so oh, I was yeah. like, how'd you get my number? And he said, well, I called 411, you know, back in the day. Uh-huh. And I said, no, but I had just moved into a new apartment and they accidentally listed me. So it was fate, I kind of think. Otherwise, he wouldn't have had my number. I never wow, gave it to him. Yeah. I was playing very just no. 411. Yeah, 411. For, for the people listening <laughs> out there that have no idea what that <laughs> is. Kiddos. Right. You used to be able to pick up your old rotary phone and <laughs> call this number and say, can I have the number for so-and-so? And they'd, right. give it, they'd actually give it to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or you would just you would dial the operator to connect you to a long-distance <laughs> phone call. Oh, man. <laughs> At the switch. Right. Oh, Um, crazy. So you guys dated for? We dated for like a year and a half. um, Got married in 90, the off season of 98. And you're still sports broadcasting this whole time? No, I was, uh, yes, until right before we got married because then we were starting to move. He goes away for spring training for six Mm. weeks. My off time and his off time didn't coincide at all. Mm. Okay. So, and I knew we wanted to have kids. And so to have kids, I temporarily retired, I called it. Yeah. I did dabble in some things when we were in Minnesota. Um. Uh, some like lifestyle shows and stuff like that but I didn't ever go back full time and then I got to be a mom and I wanted to give my kids everything yeah until they were at least in school full time and that's sort of when this and that's when this happened the writing started yeah so how is it being married to uh, (laughs) a professional um, baseball player I mean a professional athlete yeah honestly a blast I'm a Sagittarius I love to travel I'm a rolling stone I like things to be exciting and different and it certainly was that (laughs) um challenges too like you you do have to be able to be adaptable and Mm -hmm. you know we were he we when I say we I never played but he was traded a few times and so that meant he got on a plane and left and I had to pack everything up Mm -hmm. coordinate the move so I'm a very good domestic engineer too Mm -hmm. (laughs) and taking care of all of that but it's it's skills like I just consider it something for my resume Mm -hmm. you know something I can do yeah so yeah. my dad always calls me the son, the best son he's ever had, and I have a brother. So what does that <laughs> tell you? <laughs> yeah. So that's great. Wow. Fantastic. So you've got these three books. Yes. What are you working on next? So I've written two other books. One book came to me. It's called Love Out Loud. It's already done, and it's in it's in a holding pattern. I'm not sure how I want to release it. I might release it on Wattpad for free because hmm. I feel like it's an important book for young younger people so my daughter's 17 I said and she went to a performing arts high school and I got to see I was very just moved by the experience of seeing kids that are so special and 
and how love looks different and for them Mm. grappling in this day and age with that and so this book I wrote is about four young people that go to school in in Tennessee at Vanderbilt and kind of coming together and one of them is the coach's son and then two other boys and a girl and uh, coach's son and one of his teammates fall in love and so this book is kind of all about that and then it's also about the parents relationship you the coach and s- the, the coach's son. son and another teammate okay and so because it has always bothered me in baseball that there are no openly gay baseball players mm-hmm. there certainly are I mean oh yeah you know but it's obviously not a safe space for people right. to feel that they can and it really is we know a lot of people I just don't know why it hasn't happened it's so, like country music there's a taboo I mean there are there some country is. artists who've come out which is great um, but there is a stigma attached to it yes. that you know, but I'm, we're so close. The dinosaur yeah, egg has exactly. the cracks. We're close. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So I feel like this is an important book, and so I don't care. Mm. I don't write my books to make money, frankly. And mm. any money I do make, I generally donate to philanthropies. Every book signing I do, I donate to the city that I'm in, something special. Uh, so anyway, Love Out Loud is, that's going to happen. And then mm. I've written another book about, that's a love story, because my girlfriends are like, we want another one too. <laughs> so it's set in Chicago about a Chicago Blackhawks player. I've, I've allowed myself to write about sports, mm-hmm. finally. Uh, being traded in and this female architect who he meets and they have a past, their parents have a past. So that's done. But now I'm working on a memoir. So when you say they're done. They're done. They're done. They're 82,000 words edited, pushed aside, and I'm deciding whether I want to get them traditionally published. If I want to do it myself. Not sure yet. Hmm. I'm not sure I want to that I've I've come this far that maybe I want to make my publishing company publishing company like maybe I don't want to go to somebody else's and maybe I want to publish important books that other people write Mm -hmm. so I'm I'm marinating on that a little bit but this new book I'm writing is called um, it's a memoir collection of essays called does this memoir make my butt look big and I I know people always go what but it's about how you know we always all everybody men women whatever have insecurities that's kind of a thread through your whole life and you know there are moments when you're more present and you feel it and you don't let it bother you but, but it ebbs and flows it's like a wave the wave comes in the wave goes out and it's just managing that insecurity and recognizing it and saying I'm not gonna let you have power over me hmm. but I mean I'm 48 and I'm still trying to figure out how to do that and make it stick mm-hmm. so that's so what that cool! Yeah, it's fun. So you, I love that you have like really purposeful books. Mm. I mean, intentional books, yeah. and then fun reads. I mean, Thank I think you. we both we we need those. Like yes. sometimes it's great to read a business book, and that's sometimes that's the last thing I want to read. I just want to get immersed in a great love story. You need a palate mm-hmm. cleanser, I call yes. it. So the, my Hesse Creek series is that's my palate cleanser. But I also didn't want it to be fluff. Mm-hmm. Like, and my women don't need saving. They're strong, mm-hmm. independent women. <laughs> They're good. Yep. They just are. The, the, my characters hopefully complement each other in their yeah. love. You know, I can't wait to want. read them. So I hope you like So it. thank you for uh, gifting yeah. these to us. Oh, yes. of course. We will certainly read them and think yeah. of you. Next and time you're up on the mountain in Montana with no Wi-Fi, yes. now you have yes. I know. So are these on Audible? Uh, they are all on Audible. Who, who read them? Um, I considered, everyone's like, would you read them? But I was like, oh, it's so, I, it's hard for me to even listen to the Audible of them. Oh, really? I don't know why, but I You found, have such a great voice, though. Oh, I would love to listen to I'm you. I'm going to probably do the memoir when it comes yeah, time. You should. That is so personal. Mm-hmm. Totally, it's, you I'm, should. I'm lo- talking about a lot of stuff that I might release that book and go into hiding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But these, I found an amazing, she's a Yale-trained mm-hmm. actress, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. and she read them. So, and then the third book, um, there's it's a dual narr- duet narration, so it's a uh, man, too. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Well, because I, I like to download them. 
and then read along with it. Yes, my son um, does that. He it, loves to read along yeah. and listen. Um, but so Jules is the reader of our family, yes. and um, I mean, like, so we'll wake up on Sunday mornings and we have a book that we're, we're always reading, yeah. or we go to bed at night reading a book, and she reads out loud. Oh, and <laughs> yeah. I told her, I told her she needs to go volunteer at the library because she does all the voices. Yeah. And but so you you've know, got such yeah. a great voice. You know, you does. could put yourself out there to do <clears throat> audiobooks as a side hustle. I know. In in the spare ten minutes. That yeah, I, I know. Have a week. We, and you yeah. have you have all the equipment. Yeah. But uh, all, right. all that to say is, I mean, I love listening to other people. Yeah. I am, I am a monotone speaker. I'm a monotone. Um, <laughs> when I read a book, I am so monotone. But you're pretty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't have it all. That's right. Jeez, and you can cook. Come on. Right. That's what I said. I can't sing to save my life, but um, but I can write and I can mm. tell a decent joke sometimes. <laughs> Not appropriate for your podcast. Oh, yeah, it. We're getting shit done. I don't do clean. But yeah, I love and I love the name of your podcast. Yeah. It's so cool. I'm so grateful that you I met you both and I know we feel the same we feel the same way I mean huge thanks to Sheree and Whitney for putting together Mm -hmm. such an event as this if the listeners if you don't get the fact that if you're a woman in business if you're not at this next year Mm. I mean you you just have to it's it's not cheap we'll say that it's not a cheap conference but the value that you get for it pays itself Yes. tenfold I mean I, it's just the relationships yes. are worth worth their gold. weight in gold yeah. yeah I mean the relationships we have built in the last three days I literally I really feel like it's like summer camp when I used to go yes. and I get so attached to people so do I and then when I have to leave them I, but now I have we have text and email so I'm not having to handwrite yeah. letters anymore yeah. so um but I just you know it's just one of these things that there's these instant connections mm-hmm. and we would have probably never crossed paths if we weren't here yeah this is so a, tell us what's your experience been like yeah. I mean would you come back like I, would I'm you recommend co- I am it? coming back okay. yes I already posted this morning and said I cannot wait to come back and cheer everyone's success and see what everyone mm. has done in this next year totally to bring their dreams to, to, to mm-hmm. elevate their business yep. whatever and it may be something small I'm gonna go home and learn TikTok. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh my God! I, don't I, still know how, I, I still don't even know what. So that that's is. on my to-do list, right? I don't either. My I know my kids dance, but supposedly <laughs> we can use it for business. So we'll investigate that. Um, but yeah, just engage more on my Instagram. Try to be mm-hmm. more purposeful with mm-hmm. what I'm posting and putting out there. And um, because I am that person that posts my cat and put, put, put a writer to a writer, listen, a cat is an important. A cat is important. Yeah, yeah yes. they're my co-authors. I call them. So. <laughs> they're they, always they, there. They hold your secrets. They too. do. Yeah, they <laughs> do. So anyway. Way, yeah, just to be more purposeful, and I think the women here have—it's been. I mean, there are a lot of beautiful, glamorous people walking mm-hmm. around, but they—I really think everybody would do anything to help each other. I agree. Yeah. You feel it's it. this, and somebody was saying on the last podcast yeah. that it's because of Sheree and Whitney. Oh, I yeah. mean, it's the vibe that they put out. Yes, and they don't—they don't. It's like they don't force people to be like that, but you attract like-minded people right Mm -hmm. and so I feel like this conference is full of like-minded people and if they're not they don't come back right because they don't fit you're right you know but it's but it's also not cookie cutter people either I mean it's a very kind of diverse group of industry and age group I mean there's you know so anyway and you saw that last time so we did a um for the listeners we did a silent disco and I had never seen one heard of it neither have I and evidently there are bars it was that, amazing was it so much fun and so, so much you fun. have two channels on your headphones and you have two DJs one's red one's green and they're playing two different musics I mean two different 
songs, songs yeah. musics. Obviously, I stayed up late last night. We, we all did. It's <laughs> we were only going for five minutes when we oh. shut down the bar. Oh. Um, and it was so much fun, but you had all ages out there dancing, yeah. singing. You took off your headphones. Everybody was singing different songs. Yeah. Um, and just dancing. Off pitch, out of key. Yeah. It was, and it, but and it was beautiful. It didn't matter if you couldn't dance. Didn't. I mean, there was a lot no. of us, me included, that just really couldn't dance just but it didn't of, matter i'm not a good dance you yeah, know but you wine it. helps wine you helps so <laughs> there is that I think that's, we awesome. that's right, right. That's right. Oh. well thank you so much for your time this morning oh i really gosh. appreciate it and such a pleasure meeting you we'll definitely be staying in touch and thank following you. as you continue down this journey of releasing more things i cannot wait to read your memoir i know thank i you. can't wait to yeah, maybe i'll send you an advance copy yeah, well, that well, it's well, in manuscript form. Guess who's yes. going to be reading me books? Oh, <laughs> we have well, three I new ones. Wait. I'm I so honored. So thank you so much, you, Andrea. Meeting you was a highlight. All the best. Mm-hmm. Same. Thanks. Same. Thanks. Thanks. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. And go check out both Leanne Barnes, her company, and the amazing handbags that she did, the clutches mm. that she does. Aren't they amazing? I bought one of her pieces. She's yes. a special person. She, she is. is a special person. And then all these are linked in the show notes, but go check out Andrea Tomey. It's spelled T-H-O-M-E, um, but it's spelled Tomey. So go check out her books, and if you need a good read, we haven't read it yet, but I'm certain after meeting you that these are going to be really good mm-hmm. reads. So anyway, we hope you go make it an awesome week. Mm-hmm.